Hello and welcome to the Leaner Stronger podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about what you can do if your fat loss journey begins to stall or stop. Because, and we're going to jump straight into this because this is quite a classic scenario I've seen with some clients along the way or people that have come to me initially looking for a trainer because they essentially say that they're doing all the right things but their fat loss seems to not be happening and things don't seem to be working. And typically, when it's people like this, they've been dieting for a period of time, probably a couple of months, maybe even more. They've lost some weight following this particular regime, whether it's a nutrition diet plan or whether it's an exercise plan or whether it's a combination of both. And they have managed to get some results for this and yet they continue to do this, but the results seem to be slowing down or stopping or non-existent. And it can be really frustrating for these people because they know they're doing the right things. It got them the results initially. So why have they stopped getting the results now? What, what's happening? And I think the first thing I should do here really is just reassure you that if you ha- you are one of these people that have been on your journey, you have been doing, you've tweaked your nutrition, you've started exercising, increased your exercise and you have got results and they've slowed down. You are not broken. Your body is not broken. It hasn't just suddenly given up on you getting results. That's not the case. So it's because it's because our the human body is very good at adapting to things. And when we're in a weight loss phase, for example, you know, we know that we're adapting our energy balance. So how many calories are going in and how many calories are going out? So that net net the calories going out are more so than the calories going in. That leads to our weight loss and fat loss. We know that. So there's a few things that can happen which may potentially be a reason for the weight loss and the fat loss slowing down or becoming non-existent in this scenario. So I thought we'll go through those because it's good to understand these things so that if you do hit this point, you don't just get frustrated and begin to want to give up and pack it in and not bother anymore because... You have to remember you've done such good work to get to this point and continuing to do the same thing and expecting more results is doesn't really make a lot of sense when you really think about it. So one of the adaptations that can happen is that the as you continue to lose weight and as you lose weight, body fat, body weight, whatever, the energy you actually need to survive will decrease because essentially there is less of you as a person. So you won't need as much energy to survive, to keep you going. And that makes sense. You know, if you're a 100 kilo individual at the beginning, you may need for for numbers sake 2,500 calories every day to maintain you as a 100 kilo individual but if you lose 10 kilos and become a 90 kilo individual you may only need 2300 calories to maintain that and to keep you at 90 kilograms so as you continue to lose weight theoretically you will need less energy to maintain that body and this is why resistance training can be quite important because when we're training with weights and we're trying to build muscle Muscle is the kind of metabolically active tissue. So that's the stuff that can help give you your metabolism alongside a few other things. Um, So you can increase your chances of 
I suppose, having a higher metabolism by having more muscle. Um, it's not like if you build loads of muscle, it's going to skyrocket, but you give yourself the best possible chance to have, you know, to maintain a higher metabolism as you continue to lose weight. Another adaptation that we can experience as you lose weight that you may or may not realize is that you're actually moving less. So you become a bit less energetic, your general day-to-day movements begin to decrease. So you may find yourself walking less than you normally would or not having the energy to go for your normal walk at lunchtime or after work. And whether you realize it or not, you start to either stop doing them or you start doing less, you start moving a bit slower or you go less distance, for example. You know, you could say, for example, at the beginning, you may actually go for 20 minutes of walking and you manage to walk two and a half kilometers. As you lose weight and you start to feel a little bit less energetic, maybe, you may then only walk two kilometers in that 20 minutes. And that's taking away from your energy outside of the energy balance equation, which will therefore have effects on how the the deficit that you've put yourself in. By reducing your movement, you're burning less energy, or you're using less energy, and therefore you won't be in as high a calorie deficit, energy deficit, as if you were to maintain the two and a half kilometers you were walking. And also, as well as the actual deliberate movement and, and walking around your needs, that's that non-exercise activity thermogenesis, we've got things like fidgeting as well. So you may find that you're fidgeting less, or you may, like I say, that's a really picky thing to notice, but you may not notice these things. So you may not be fidgeting as uh, as much as you once were, like the shaking of the leg, moving of the hands, silly little things like that. But if a lot of these things change, we can experience... I suppose it will add up over time. And again, it takes away from that energy out aspect of the energy balance. Again, reducing that calorie deficit. A third adaptation is actually unknowingly and subconsciously, you may actually be increasing your energy intake. So if you think about it, when we're trying to lose weight, we are restricting our body of energy. And obviously our body requires energy to survive. And we are deliberately changing that. So over time, you may, there's a few ways this can happen. You may have actually just loosened kind of your tracking. Because things are going well, you may feel like you know exactly what you're doing and you know the exact foods you're going to be eating to continue these things going. But what actually may happen is that you may start subconsciously without even realizing giving yourself slightly bigger portions or having like the odd handful of snacks that you wouldn't normally have when you were tracking things, you know, like a handful of nuts, for example, or just a few biscuits here and there. But again, the calories will add up and that's manipulating the uh, the energy inside of the equation, which again, so if you increase your energy in with all else staying the same, you may well reduce that calorie deficit that you had initially. It could be that you're tracking may not be as accurate as it once was. So you may well have started off by weighing everything and you've started moving away from tracking more towards an eyeball scenario where you just look at the food in your plate and you kind of guesstimate whether the calories are roughly where they were when you were tracking, which is fine. That's okay. That's a really cool tactic to get into. This is just a one potential reason why your weight loss may slow down. 
So this isn't to say that tracking is absolutely necessary or not tracking, for example, because that's completely personal and uh, there's differences between each everyone as to whether they want to do these things. So whether you're guesstimating, so you may be guesstimating things to be slightly less than they actually are. And again, if without realising your energy in increases, then we're taking away from that calorie deficit. So that may be a reason why things are beginning to slow down. And again, obviously, if we're looking at this and combining it with the first adaptation whereby your energy needs are actually decreasing as well, then it's almost like a double double effect of decreasing that calorie deficit. The other thing that I suppose adaptation or factor we can consider here is that actually you're not in as much of a calorie deficit as you first thought. And this isn't your fault. When we calculate for clients or for people or whether you go on Google and you find a calorie calculator, they are theoretical equations that are used to predict your daily needs, you know, based on your height, weight, gender, sex, and activity levels. And, you know, scientists over time have come up with these equations because they've been studying X amount, you know, hundreds of people and, and figuring out something that roughly figures out the average for these people. But what it doesn't consider is our individual differences, you know, because that'd be really hard to do. So it gives you a ballpark figure. Now, Again, if we go back, if you're a 100 kilo individual, this equation may tell you that you need to be eating 2,500 calories to be in a deficit. What could happen, depending on various factors, actually your real metabolism of you personally, which we just can't really figure out without being you know, extremely scientific about these things and we don't really have access to these, you, your metabolism may actually need... 2,300 calories to be in a deficit. So actually by being at 2,500, for example, you won't be in that deficit. So we just need to bear in mind that these things, whenever you are given a calorie number to or a target to hit, it's a theoretical estimate at best. So you should start there because that's the easiest thing for us to do. We can't really get around these things. And then assess what's happening to your body. If you are losing weight, then yes, you will be in a deficit. If you're not really losing weight, then you have all these different things to, to tick off. If you're if you're very sure you're being accurate with your intake, fine. If you're being accurate with your kind of energy out, you're making sure you're moving enough, training enough, fine. Then we can go, okay, well, if all of this is okay, then the chances are actually this number of calories isn't putting you in a deficit. And just to reiterate how different this can be. So again, if we had two 100 kilo individuals, they could have different, they could have different requirements of energy. So one person could need 2,500 calories and they'll be in a deficit because their maintenance may be 3,000. Likewise, the same 100 kilo individual, if they potentially dieted in the past, they actually may need to be in 2,200 calories because their maintenance is actually two and a half thousand because they have potentially a a lower energy requirement than the other person so rather than getting frustrated with this i think we just if we can learn to accept there's going to be these differences and there's many different moving parts to this equation there's not just one thing so 
We can avoid a lot of frustration by just understanding there's various aspects that we can play around with here. So rather than getting frustrated at the first sign of stalling or difficulty, then actually what we can do is then start to explore and investigate these different things, tweak things one at a time and see what responses we can get. But there's a few options we have. So if we move now to talking about what can you actually do when your fat loss stalls, you have a few options. And I think there's, there's many you should consider and it all depends on your scenario. A lot of it will depend on how physically and psychologically ready you feel for at that particular moment in time. So you have to, again, take into account that your lifestyle outside of training and nutrition will need to be considered, your mental state will need to be considered, and just things that you have going on, your particular goals at the time. So the first option I would suggest to take into account is potentially taking a diet break, taking some time away from losing weight and away from trying to to move yourself in that direction. Because as I say, you may start feeling tired or fatigued due to the dieting. And again, that's that makes sense because you're restricting yourself of the energy you need to maintain your body. So you could think of this like a holiday, I suppose. And actually what we can do within a diet break is begin to focus on maintaining the results that you've achieved so far, which is an incredibly important skill to have, especially if you're looking to lose body fat and lose weight in the long run. Because we essentially want to get you to to learn how to live at the particular body weight that you want. And these habits and behaviours don't necessarily change over time. Well, they do. Well, we want some particular habits that we can stick to. And then we can just adapt, kind of turn them up, turn them down. If you think of like a dimmer switch with a light, at certain times of your life, if you want to lose weight, we just need to turn up certain habits And then if you want to maintain, we can simmer it down and then learn to just be at that body weight. So actually, if you took this diet break, this diet holiday, you can practice these particular habits. For example, having vegetables and lean meats or something with at least two meals of the day so that you can get your protein in to recover from training, uh, maintain your muscle mass that you're trying to build with your exercise and also keeping some energy Uh, some low calorie dense foods in the diet for all the health reasons as well and then what you do once you get good at these and you 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 have these habits set in stone so to say and they're pretty easy for you to follow when you come back to being ready to lose weight all you need to do is actually then just manipulate a couple of the variables so if you know your dietary habits and your nutritional habits are really good All we need to do then is actually just change the quantity of food if food is going to be the variable that we choose to change. Likewise with exercise, if you have already got yourself going to the gym for three or four times a week for 30 minutes a time, fantastic, that's a good habit. You're into the habit of going to the gym, you're in the habit of training. Maybe when you want to lose weight, you can find an extra 15 minutes per session. So actually you do four lots of 45 minute sessions. But you're in the habit of doing it. So actually those changes can be really easy to make. Whereas sometimes if you're trying to lose weight, trying to build habits and learn habits and create them, it can be quite overwhelming psychologically to focus on a lot of things. So this diet holiday could 
provide you a, a period of time to work on these things, which will set you up for future future success. And plus, because you'll be eating towards your maintenance calories, you'll be eating more calories than you were when dieting, so to say. So hopefully, by doing that, your energy will return both physically and mentally. And then when you're ready, you can then carry on with your Thanos journey. If all is well and you are physically and mentally prepared to continue trying to lose body weight, and if we've looked at all the different adaptations that we've, we've I've spoken about earlier, you could then continue to reduce your calorie intake. If we know that your movement's staying okay, we know your tracking's okay, then we can presume that we're now not in our deficit because our body's adapting. So we just need to reduce that calorie intake further, which is obviously manipulating that energy inside of our energy balance equation. Now, what I would suggest is actually just making very small changes. Don't try and jump like another 500 calories, for example. Start with maybe 100 to 200 calories decrease and see what happens. See if that allows your weight loss to continue in such a journey. And I'm just thinking as as I talk through this, there's a client of mine, Wendy, who if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see me post about a fair bit. She's got a goal of going to like the extreme side of fat loss where we're trying to get her in shape for a bikini contest. Now, of course, this is an extreme example and she will be getting very lean in order to do this. But the principles of this are the same as any of us that want to lose body fat and weight. Now, what we've done over time is we put her in that initial deficit. She continued to lose weight. When we hit that period of time where things start to stall a little bit, we just chip off a few calories. So generally it's about 100 calorie little blocks. And then she goes away, actions kind of eats towards those targets. And then we reassess how her body weight is changing and her physique is changing over time through photos and on the scales. And what that's done with Wendy is it's really cool because every time we drop that 100 calories, it's almost like it just restarts and, and continues to allow her to push her body fat loss. Now we're constrained by time. We have a certain leanness to get to. So we have to be a little bit more aggressive with this per se. But the, like I say, the principle is the same. Every time we kind of get to that stalling block, we then just bump it down a little bit and we continue to move forwards in that direction. That's working pretty well. And the reassessing how you feel every time goes long. So this isn't just, you know, this is a very fluid process. So you could reduce your calories, go for a couple of weeks, see how your weight loss changes, see how your body fat changes. So take photos, check the scales, but you need to be checking how you feel as a person. Psychologically, are you feeling in a good place? Are you feeling like you can, can carry on with these things? Physically, are you able to handle real life, your job? Can you still perform with your job? Can you look after the family, whether you've got kids or not, partners, spouse, all these things? Are you in a good place? Yes or no? If you feel like you're becoming too tired or you're struggling a little bit then we may want to look at that diet break scenario again and just assess these different things so I think the assessment as you go along is really really important the I suppose the final thing that you can change so if we're not going to change the nutrition we could look at the energy outside so can you manipulate your daily movements so more of that non-exercise activity diverges so more walking could you choose to cycle places? Could you take the stairs instead of escalators more so? 
If you feel like you're already doing enough of that and you can't really squeeze in anymore, could you add an extra training session into your week or extend the training sessions that you already have? And again, by moving a little bit more, by training a little bit more, all we're doing is we're expending a bit more energy to either create or maintain that calorie deficit. So really, they're the three big options I would suggest for you. And like I say, it's just understanding some of those adaptations that can have it. And it's just trying not to get too frustrated if things begin to either slow down or stall, which I appreciate. It's hard to do that. But hopefully now you, I've spoken through some of these things, you're just starting to understand how many different things there are. And this isn't all of them. This is just the main ones that I come across with clients more often. But you do have options. And it's okay to choose whichever one that you feel is right for you in that moment in time. And that may change over time. Taking into account your physical and mental states whilst dieting is super duper important. And I think you'll appreciate yourself more if you really do take into account these things as you go along. If you feel like you need to take a break, take a break maintain as best as possible what you've achieved so far remind yourself how well you've done to get that far celebrate the little wins along the way and then when you feel good and you feel ready then maybe go back to a fat loss phase and push onwards if you want to you may even get to that point and be like do you know what I'm quite happy where I am I feel good life is good, I'm able to go to work and do well, I can look after the kids, have fun with them, and I'm not like an angry, hangry mum or dad. You may like it at there, and you think, cool, I've figured this out, I'm happy where I'm at, I'm happy with maintaining, I'm going to keep this going, focus on my training, and then just look for different goalposts, maybe try and get a bit stronger, for example. And also remember, like, fat loss isn't for life, we're looking to kind of get the fat loss to be at that point where we are happy and then maintenance is the goal. So ensuring we can get those habits in that will maintain us where we're at is very, very important. So practicing that maintenance lifestyle, how to maintain your body is not time wasted when trying to lose body fat. It could be a really important part of your fat loss journey to get the results you really, really want and then maintain them thereafter. So hopefully that's helped you. But if you would like to be guided through this process or journey of fat loss, you could check out some of my online coaching services. So where I'll give you a tailored training program or nutrition plans and or both. I'll help you figure out what needs to happen in order to put yourself not only in the best position for fat loss, but to end up just being happier, more positive, more confident in your body. If you would like to talk about this, drop me an email on jake at leanerstronger.co.uk or if you have me on Instagram, which is at leanerstrongerjake, drop me a message and we'll have a chat and I'll see how best to help you. Hope you enjoyed that and I'll speak to you soon.